Hi everybody, welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Everybody and welcome to a new episode of TMG. That's tell me something good. I'm your host Travis Patton Singer. Guys, I'm so excited to have everybody here tonight. Everybody that's joining on a special episode, guys, of TMG. Look, before I get started, you know how I do it around here. Got to give a big shout out to my lovely wife Nicole, who I know is watching, who I know is listening. Nicole. Girl, that's your shout-out. Your name just been heard all around the globe. Guys, in a very, very short time, the show has taken off, and it's being heard in dozens and countries all around the globe, guys. I mean that. I mean, places like Mexico, guys, like Canada, Japan. I am so glad that everyone is joining in, and whether you join in now or you're listening on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, guys. No matter what, I'm glad you're here. Tonight, guys, we got a very, very special show. I got some very special guests I'm going to bring in. I don't want to hold up all the time. So let me kind of get started about why we're here tonight, to guys. Uh, just to let you know, in case you may not have been aware of it, April is World Autism Awareness Month. Yeah, it's World Awareness, Autism Awareness Month. It's a time that we kind of increase our awareness and acceptance around each remarkable person living on the autism spectrum. Uh, guys, quick facts about you. Uh, about it in 2021, the CDC reported that approximately one in 44 children in the U.S. is diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder. Got, and I got that from uh, AutismSpeaks.org. I didn't make it up. I promise you I didn't. So, guys, listen, I'm going to bring in some special guests, and we're going to do some really good talking today. So today we're going to be joined by two very incredible guests on the show. They actually have been guests on the show before, so they are no strangers. Uh, they form a gifted and inspiring mother and son team who have made it their mission and taken on the challenge of empowering others through their incredible story. Guys, we're joined by Calvin and Larita Smith, a KNL Speaks LLC, guys. I'm on, welcome in, guys. Here they go. I know you can hear them. Calvin and Larita, guys, what's going on? How you doing? How are you? Hi, Travis. How are you this evening? Man, you already know how I'm doing. Don't play. <laughs> we are so happy to, to be here. We're excited to be back on your podcast tonight. And we want to just thank you for sharing your podcast and your platform with us. Um, Kelvin and I, we're here to inspire tonight, empower the audience, um, as we celebrate Autism Acceptance Month. Our hope is that as a result, um, the audience will experience some aha moments 
and we're hoping for them to have some takeaways that they'll they'll be able to share uh, with their family, uh, their colleagues, and their friends. Uh, Kelvin? Yeah. So I'm so happy to be here tonight, and I want to thank you, Travis, for sharing your platform during Autism Acceptance Month. And I look forward to sharing my experiences with the audience tonight, um, with me living under the Autism Spectrum Disorder, Level 1, formerly known as Asperger's Syndrome. My goal is to pull back some layers in my life and to hope that the audience will not only continue to be aware of autism, but also to take action steps to go towards that acceptance stage. Not only this month, but in daily interactions after today. Travis, thanks so much for having me and my mom back tonight. Uh, guys, are you kidding me? Uh, last time you guys were here, uh, we talked about the winning difference, and I stole that from what you guys do. Uh, you guys <laughs> make and create a winning difference all over in what you do. Thanks. Guys, uh, if you guys have not seen that show or have heard, not heard it, you guys really missed out. Uh, they really share some wonderful things about all that they do uh, on their platform at KL Speaks LLC, guys. We're going to give you some information about that later on. So don't go away. Stay right where you are. Guys, so we're going to dive right into this. Today, today's topic, guys, uh, we're going to talk about this real quick. May I have your attention? That's what we're going to talk about because when we're talking about awareness and acceptance, we need your attention. We need you to pay attention to what we're saying because it's not just about being aware. It's also about acceptance. And we're going to let Ms. Larita, she's going to jump in. She's going to do some things. She's going to share some stuff, guys. We're not going to hold anybody up, but, guys, this is going to be really good for all of us to learn and to understand where we stand, where we stand on it. So this is what we're going to do. So, guys, let's get started. So, Ms. Larita, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Yo, we're going to talk, guys. We're going to talk tonight. So here's what I ask you. Autism, uh, you know, autism is described as being on a spectrum. I, I mentioned that. You said that. And we hear that word a lot. We hear the word spectrum a lot. So autism is described uh, as being a spectrum. Now, you as a parent, you have a kind of a unique perspective of this. Am I right? I do. I do. Um, when I think about the autism spectrum, I think about I think about a beautiful rainbow. I think about a rainbow full of different colors that represent how Kelvin thinks, um, how he relates to others, how he processes information, how he behaves, his emotions, his social skills, his personality, and how these differences have shaped his life. Right. Um, then I think about how these differences um, should be really honored and he should receive props and be celebrated for being able to cope in a world that doesn't understand him. The other thing I think about Travis is mm -hmm. I belong to a number of autism support groups mm -hmm. and there are levels to this. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Kelvin is diagnosed with a level one and it goes all the way to a level three. And I get an opportunity to meet parents all the time in those groups. And wow, their stories are just unbelievable and compelling. Um, I meet level two and level three parents every day almost. And when they come online and they talk about how is it that they can be okay or that they're struggling or that they're ready to give up 
because their children are having meltdowns every day. I think about the spectrum hmm. and how when you met one, you met one. Also, Travis, um, it just touches my heart that there are kids on the spectrum who are nonverbal. Right. There are kids on the spectrum um, who are on lots of medication and need help sleeping and just a whole host of other issues. Some kids on the spectrum have multiple diagnoses. They could be ADHD and have autism. So I say all that to say it is a spectrum and so important for us to not only be aware, but to also uh, show acceptance. Um, so when you met one, you met one. And um, that is kind of how I, I look at the spectrum as a whole. I mean, it is just varied. Guys, you know, you said something, uh, Ms. Lorita. She said, when you've met one, you've only met one. And it's, it's, everybody can't be and is not defined by the one individual that you meet. And from my understanding, from what you're saying, a spectrum, it can range. It's a difference. You know, and everybody, everybody, and we all as humans, we all want to be different. We all want to be seen as different individuals. Yes. And what I hear is that no matter where an individual may be on that spectrum, they yes. are still an individual, and we should accept them as an individual. Yes. Not as an individual on the spectrum, but just as an individual. Yes. And, and that's what I hear. I hear that regardless, they are individuals. And I also hear that there's a difference between awareness and acceptance that tells me that I can be aware of something <laughs> and still not accept something. Can you can you help us out a little bit, Loretta? Oh, what? sure. Yes. Um, so in 2020, the Autism Society, they replaced awareness with acceptance. And um, Christopher Banks is the CEO of the Autism Society, and I want to mm -hmm. quote him verbatim. What sure. he said was, while we will always work to spread awareness, words matter as we strive for autistic individuals to live fully in all areas of life. So the goal of Autism Acceptance Month is to be more inclusive of the very community it seeks to celebrate. Oh, wow. It promotes not just education about the differences of people with autism, but understanding and respecting those differences. You know, Kelvin would always tell me that he wanted to be himself right. in all situations. He didn't want to be fixed. And so transparency has been the goal for us from the, from the beginning, from the get-go. Correct, he'll, correct. He'll talk to us more um, about that. You know, the, when you hear the word fixed, it implies broken. I don't think anybody's broken. I don't think anyone on the spectrum is broken. I don't see anyone... You know, broken. They're just it's we're, we just had no other way. But so they're on a spectrum. Doesn't mean they are broken or they require fixing. You know, and that's just that's my right. opinion. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a neuroscientist. I don't that's see people as broken. I just see individuals as an individual. And if we're going to have an an acceptance, we just have to transition from the place of being aware to a place of acceptance, which means I get into your world. I meet you. I get to know who you are, who where you are as a person. Uh, let me ask you a question, Ms. Olivia. 
so because you do have this unique perspective as, as a parent, uh, yes. can you can you help the audience? You know, those who are listening and those who are watching, who will go back and listen to this later. Can you help the audience to understand what it means when we hear the word spectrum? What is it, what does this what does month kind of mean to you? Because I mean, but having this unique perspective, it means something. What does it mean to you? Yeah, um, you know, the first time that I heard Asperger's syndrome, um, I was in the neuropsychologist's office after mm -hmm. completing tests and uh, receiving the results. And you know, at that point, I was like, well, now what? You know, I want all the services and all the conferences. I want to read all the books, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> just my, my heart was open to, to learn. And at the end of the day, when we left that office, as I mentioned before, we weren't going to let Asperger's beat us. Kelvin was going to try everything. And those yeah, right? things that were too <laughs> difficult, you know, then I would assist. So I needed to know those next steps. And from that day, I adjusted my life to support love and embrace his differences and to be a part of his world. Well, when he lets me in, when he gives me permission. <laughs> so back in 2003, Kelvin was diagnosed uh, at age 10 with Asperger's syndrome. And mm -hmm. in May of 2013, the American Psychiatric Association um, they uh, published, it's called a DSM-5 manual, and it's simply the manual that clinicians use to diagnose. So they replaced the term Asperger's syndrome with a new diagnosis category of autism uh, spectrum disorder. Um, Kelvin was, uh, would be up under level one. Okay. And okay. it's described as a milder form of autism, mm -hmm. and it's also described as more high-functioning. But okay. there's a problem. There's a problem with this because, um, second, there's a problem because um, the difference between high functioning and what so we so-called call low functioning, right, is that people who are considered high functioning, their deficits are ignored. Okay, mm. let me let me break that down a little bit. All of Kelvin's life, he's been told how smart he is. He's a genius, uh, and he is, and he is, and I'm very proud of him. But in Kelvin's IEPs, I start thinking about them, and there was one example I wanted to get give. We were in an IEP once, and uh -huh. um, the vice principal. He said, why are we here? Kelvin is a 3.9, 4.0 student. He's not a behavioral problem. And I sat there for a minute, and I had to kind of gather my thoughts. And I said, well, that's not what I'm concerned about. What exactly. I'm concerned about are unstructured activities. I'm concerned about him sitting at a lunch table by himself while everybody else is at other tables. I'm concerned about his anxiety. Exactly. And I'm concerned about how he feels when he comes home, you know, feeling with low self-esteem and issues of that. You know, what is it that I can get support in the school to rally around so he can feel a part and be accepted? And then on the other hand, Travis, mm -hmm. for those young people who may need additional supports like level two and level three, unfortunately, their assets are ignored. 
And what oh, I wow. mean by that is you can find a nonverbal kid who could be a Mozart, an artist, a scientist. Right, right. They have all of these gifts. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. But because of the challenges that they have, it may not be as, as profound and noticed. And that's why we have to pull back those layers. And on both ends, it doesn't matter where you fall on that spectrum, each one of us needs to be accepted. So as we look at diagnostic criteria, there are some basic ones. For Kelvin, um, socialization was a biggie for him being able to uh, be comfortable in social situations. So Kelvin would avoid those, right? And uh, social interactions and, so, and reading social cues were difficult. Um, so that's Kelvin in a nutshell. But conversely, um, when, I, when Kelvin was in social skills therapy, I met all kinds of kids. I met kids who wanted to be engaged socially, and unfortunately, they didn't know the rules of social engagement. So oh, wow. they would get wow. into your personal space. They would be kind of loud, and, and, and some of them were very, very hype. And, you know, so it, it kind of goes on both ends. Um, another category of a di diagnosis is the nonverbal communication. Uh, this one is big for Kelvin, um, reading body language, facial expressions, gestures, right, right. and voices. Um, one biggie, and as a mom, I still have to apologize and still work on this right. with Kelvin, is Kelvin doesn't like a lot of eye contact. Uh, he never has, and it's something that as a mom, of course, I, I love to have with him. But um, he reminds me of how uncomfortable and um, he reminds me how stressful that is for him. Right, and he right. says, you know, mom, it's not that I don't care or that I'm not focused on what's at hand, but it, it really physically is not comfortable for me. And, you know, in society, um, we're taught to look at a person in their eyes. Yeah, exactly. That, that, I mean, we're raised yeah. that way. Exactly. You know, so we have a lot of work to do in, in acceptance and, and changing some rules. Um, another example of that is um, the other day, it was recently, uh, there's a song, uh, Regina Bell sings it. It's called If I Could. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's on my way, it's on the website. But If I Could, the, the, the uh, words of it really just says, 
basically that if I could, you know, I would I would uh, shield you from the sadness right, in your eyes. Right, right, right. You know, I will chill you from this world that we're in, and and, and it's just uh -huh. a beautiful, beautiful song. It's a song that always gets me emotional. I and so I asked why. Kelvin, I asked Kelvin to come in my room, and uh, I said, Kelvin, I have a song I want you to hear, and I just want you to lay on Mama. And um, I'm, I got him laying on me, and the song is going on, and I'm just streaming with tears. And Kelvin, Kelvin raises up for me, and he looks at me, and he says, Mom, I get it. He said, Mom, I get it. I, I know what you're trying to do, but I just, I just can't connect that deep on that level. And I understood. I should have never put him in that situation. But I tell you, that's another example of that, that nonverbal communication. Right, right. I want to see you cry, whether you're happy or sad. Exactly. Um, he is just how it affects him. And just a couple of more, and I'll be quiet. But um, also restricted repetitive patterns of mm -hmm. behavior. Right now, bridge for Kelvin right now is huge. And it's a repetitive activity. I could be in the hmm. home for four hours hearing bridge terms, or he's on playing a bridge game or bridge, 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 and he's hyper-focused on it. Um, another thing since he was two, Kelvin digs in his uh, fingernails, uh, his um, his nail beds of his thumbs. Uh-huh. used to always um, be like, don't do that, don't do that, because he right. would dig so far, it would be grooves in his, in his, in it. and he does that, he does this to this day. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kelvin told me, Mom, it comforts me. So it's, it's similar mm. to a child that flaps or a child that walks in circles or a child that rocks. Um, it's a comfort for them. And wow. um, the last thing I'm, I'm going to say is talking about uh, sensory issues. Um, these can be sharp noises. Uh, it really, really affects Kelvin. I, I knew that we would have no parades. Right. Kelvin wasn't going to be able to do many, no pep rallies, no football games at Jordan Hare Stadium at <laughs> Auburn when he was in his undergrads. And I knew that uh, no tailgating. And um, when I'm in the house, I try to make sure I don't move stuff that will cause him to have, a, have an episode. Right, right. So I just wanted to list some of the diagnostic categories that relate to my son and how we've adjusted and how I've adjusted to him so that mm -hmm. he can be comfortable. And um, it all comes down to not only me being educated and aware and, and having the knowledge, but also accepting him where he is and not placing him in a box, allowing Kelvin to be who he is in life. And I feel that that is what has brought us success. You know, what I, I hear this, and I hear you speaking, and so at the end you said not placing Kelvin in a box, and t typically, typically as people, as humans, when we don't understand someone, the first thing we want to do is put it in a box. Yep. If we don't, you know, have you ever, has anybody ever been packing before, like you moving from one house to the other house or an apartment? <laughs> you ever been moving before? and you find some stuff in your house and you don't know what it is or where it goes, you just put it in the box and label it miscellaneous. You don't know where it goes. You, yeah. don't, really wanna, you don't really wanna throw it away because you say you might need it, but you label it miscellaneous. And I think a lot of times when we don't understand people, 
we don't understand what a person does, and we don't take the time to understand it. We just put it in a box and label it miscellaneous. That means I haven't yet figured out your importance to me yet, but you might be important, but I'm not going to throw it away. And a lot of times uh, when, we, when we talk about acceptance, we remove that label of miscellaneous and we accept what it is. Yes. You know, we, we dig out and find, oh, this is that thing that goes to the washing machine. Now yes. I know what this is. But if we take the time, what I'm hearing is if we take the time to understand each individual for who they are as an individual, we won't, one, place them in a box and we won't try to label them miscellaneous just because we don't understand. Yeah. And, and we've gone through so many different things and situations with people where we don't understand what's going on with the person, especially in the African-American community. Yeah, and I had to throw that out there. We, we, we label things miscellaneous. Oh, well, they just this and that's just this. We never take the time to accept the fact that, well, that's a person with two arms and legs like me. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes, so it's, it's quicker to label something than it is to understand it. It's quicker to label it than to understand it because if I label it, I don't have to, I don't have any responsibility to get to know it. That's what we do. And as as educators, I know we have some educators listening, and uh, and as all those educators, and I love teachers. By gosh, I love teachers. I was that close. <laughs> I was that close to becoming a teacher. I promise you. I love teachers because you have to deal with students where they are, not just as students in your classroom. You have to deal with what they do at home, what the parent, what the mom does, what uncle does, what the, whoever they come in contact with, that's who you have to deal with. You may not even be meeting that child. You may be meeting their uncle or their cousin. You never know who they're going to meet and accepting each individual on the spectrum for who they are as an individual, it empowers them. It empowers them to become who they are. Look, uh, so much your question. You threw a word out there, and Kelvin threw a word out there, but you guys threw this word out, uh, Asperger's syndrome. Now, it's a term many aren't familiar with. Uh, can you tell us? I know you told us the first time you heard it. And what are some adjustments that you had to make as a parent and as a family when you first heard this term? Yeah, I think that um, just in my previous um, statements, I was letting you know that uh, they, uh, the Psychiatric Association actually changed that word, uh, that wording um, back in 2013, mm -hmm. and um, it became a level one, which meant that Kelvin was more on the milder end of it and right. quote unquote high functioning. But the only thing I will add to that is just simply that Kelvin just you know, even with all of his gifts, um, the challenges that we face as a family um, is real. And that I continue to still learn every day about it. So to recap, you know, whether it's dealing with his sensory issues, whether it's uh, under level one, whether it's dealing with him, um, his socializing and being able to uh, read social cues and interactions. I continue to support and help him with that. Um, whether it's dealing with his repetitive um, movements that he made, right, I have right. to respect that. Correct. Uh, what right. I try to do in the home, and, and as it relates to, to um, 
And I don't really like to call it a disorder. I just like to call it a difference. Uh, over these 29 um, years of right, having right. my angel in my life, um, I have just tried to learn, and I'm still continuing to learn. Um, the other thing Absolutely. is that it it's all levels. One, hmm. two, and three is what is in the DSM manual. But when I'm in those support groups and those autism groups, and I listen hmm. to those families, you right. know, we're all just trying to be the best for our kids. We're trying Absolutely. to give them Absolutely. all the supports that they need. Um, and as far as Asperger's, I'll end with um, uh, an example. Um, just yesterday, Kelvin and I, we went to complete our taxes. Okay. And usually when Kelvin goes out um, in public, um, you know, it's really important that I make sure that the space that he him he is in is safe. Correct. And Correct. Um, so we walk into uh, the library for, to get our taxes done, and usually uh, the person who helps us, both of us would sit on one side of the table, and of course the other person, <laughs> the other person would direct us and let us know all the information we need to get. So we had our folder and all, you know all our paperwork and everything, but when we walked in, it was empty. So what happened was Kelvin went to one table with a with a representative, and I went to one table. And that whole time, I was concerned, right? Because, because I wanted Kelvin to feel safe, and it's so great that we have a we have an understanding. All he has to do is give me a look. Mm -hmm. All he has to do is give me a look, and and I was able to make that a safe place by letting uh, the representatives know that if you have any questions, um, to you know address me. If, um, right, my son, right. if, if my son is, is kind of seems to be having a little difficulty. And that was it. And, and we did that. And, and I think I just, you know, I want to leave with saying that as it relates to whether it's Asperger's syndrome or level one, level two, level three, it all comes down to being knowledgeable about uh, what they call the disorder and mm -hmm. uh, meeting the needs. And, and, and that's the other thing um, is, you know, there may be some parents here in the audience um, right. that may have a child or know a cousin or know someone that uh, was never diagnosed, um, maybe misdiagnosed, or you might be oh, wow. here having some questions about, you know, well, wow, this sounds a little bit like my cousin. And right. you know, to encourage them to get evaluated. Um, sometimes people are afraid of labels and, and all of those things, Correct. but Correct. at the end of the day, I just wanted my child to have everything that he needed to be successful. And Absolutely. I'm so excited about what he's going to be sharing with you all um, in a little bit. Um, so I'm not going to talk too much about that, but I would just end with, you know, we get, we need to get from, uh, we get, we need to get from awareness um, to really acceptance, because at the end of the day, acceptance uh, starts what we call inclusion. Absolutely. Guys, Miss Loretta, you, you always are a wealth of knowledge when you share with us and when you share with everybody. And I know, guys, you may have some questions, so wait just a few moments. Once we're done, we're going to leave it open for some questions and some valuable information, some tips and some, some resources, because she's got a wealth of information that she can share with us, guys. Listen. Guys, we're going to pause for about 30 seconds uh, just for here for my sponsor. Don't go away. Don't tune her out. Get your drink of water and get you some popcorn. And come on back to PMG in about 30 seconds.
Guys, it's tax time, and if you're like a lot of people, navigating all the new tax laws can be intimidating and downright scary. Let the professionals at Legacy Tax Services handle it for you. The owner, Terry Rush, has experience with these sort of things. They provide quick professional service with integrity with refund advances of $6,000. And for your convenience, they even offer virtual visits. Give them a call today at 205-835-8202 or visit www.legacytaxservices.net. And we are back, guys. Here at TMG, tell me something good. Guys, I'm joined by some very, very special guests, Kelvin and Loretta Smith, guys. Uh, They're bringing some great information to us. So, guys, we left off talking about awareness and acceptance. And, uh, guys, Miss Loretta will share some great information with us. Guys, listen, we've heard from Miss Loretta. Now we got to hear from Kelvin. Kelvin, yeah. uh, I'm going <laughs> to pull you into arena with you guys. Oh, guys, before we get started, hold it. Stop, drop the mic. Before we do anything else, guys, Calvin had a birthday this week. <laughs> yeah, he yep. had a birthday. He did. And uh, I told him I was going to give him a shout-out on live. And uh, Kelvin, <laughs> right now, everybody around the world knows it's your birthday. People in Canada, people in Great Britain, people in, <laughs> listen, people in Saudi Arabia, they know it's your birthday. Right now, because I said that. How about that, Kevin? That's great. <laughs> a lot of people know. <laughs> yes, a lot of people know. And, guys, if you are watching right now, would you do me a favor, please? Type in the chat, happy birthday to Kevin. <laughs> just type it in the chat, please. I know you're watching. I see you there. Go ahead and just type in happy birthday to Kevin. Whether you already done it or not, type it in there for me, please. Thank you very much. Guys, <laughs> listen, I'm going to bring on Kelvin. Uh, he's going to talk to us, guys. Uh, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the conversation we had before the show began. And I'm just going to say the word we. Kevin know what I'm talking about. Y'all stay out of our business. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, again, listen, I enjoyed you the very first time uh, I, you, you came on the show. I enjoyed talking to you again. Now, I am familiar with your moving story. I, I, I really am. And some watching and listening now, as well, they know about you, they heard about you. However, uh, you had to live it. We know about it, right? We can read on your, on your website, mm-hmm. we can read about it, and we, we can read about it, but you had to live it, man. Uh, yeah. What was it like for you uh, in the terms of everyday acceptance and just kind of just overall awareness uh, after your diagnosis as you went through kind of life? Example, job search, school. What was it like for you, man? Yeah. So before I go into my personal experiences with awareness and acceptance in my life, I just want the audience to know that I'm more than autism. Um, I'm a loving son. I love my mom. I'm a loyal and dedicated friend. Um, I love dogs. I'm a pet lover. I love video games and mom's at bridge, car game. I love bridge. And trivia game shows, just game shows in general. And I do enjoy a good game of craps and blackjack. Yes, I can gamble. Oh, okay. Oh, wait yeah. a minute, Kevin. Wait a minute. Um, I have feelings and the ability to empathize with others. And as I complete my PhD this year in chemical and biomolecular engineering at Georgia Tech, so yeah, I wow. do have wow. a bit of knowledge. Um, autism doesn't define me. 
Um, I also have a passion, like you, Travis, in teaching. And I teach and coach students from elementary to grad school, and I really enjoy uh, having them get it. Students get it. Wow. So, so that's just a little introduction about me. So in terms of awareness and acceptance in my life, I'll start with uh, friendships and family. So I was always looking for, for someone who would be willing to accept me for who I am and not just tolerate me. Oh, uh, someone wow. who was willing to engage with me, someone wow. who had um, similar interests to me, someone who would just let me be me, uh, can take my quirks. Um, and, and on that end, friendships were pretty difficult, especially um, in, in middle school. Uh, when I think back to that time, it was pretty tough. Um, I was actively trying to fit in, right, but I right. couldn't. I, I, I couldn't. Um, Sometimes it felt like if, if I was accepted, like at a lunch table or a library or some other unstructured event, it felt forced to right. them. Like I wasn't rejected, but it didn't feel like I was completely included. Mm. Um, like I wasn't really liked. I was just tolerated. And I felt like some students didn't really want me around. And the only time that people would talk with me would be would be time to perform and, you know, Events like math derbies, right, right. Bowl, scholars bowl shows you how old I am. Um, <laughs> it was time to perform. It was a pretty tough time, so I blame myself for the rejection, and I made the the decision to socially isolate myself from others. Mm -hmm. In fact, the only time that students really liked me was when I could help them with homework, oh, wow. quizzes, and tests, and they would call me things like. Uh, walking calculator, walking encyclopedia, Einstein bookworm, things like that. And I felt kind of used a lot. Uh, it, I was a background character that was unseen. So in the end, I just decided to just be me and just don't just don't try to fit in. Just just be yourself, be your authentic true self. And that is how I survived middle school. Um, so no real friendships, just spent most of my, I spent most of my time with teachers. I was very comfortable, um, talking with teachers. Um, so because of my experiences, I had increased social withdrawal and anxiety. However, high school was much better. Um, I was respected for my knowledge and was Great. accepted. Great. And I was accepted, not just. Uh, aware or tolerated, but accepted overall with uh, many of the students. Uh, I even met a girl that I liked, mm. and we became friends, and she eventually became my girlfriend. We dated for about a uh, couple months, and it felt good, and we're actually still friends today. We still are in contact with uh, We wish each other happy birthdays as well. I mean, it's... Uh, it's awesome. Great. It's awesome, man. Um... I also had a few other friends who were also accepting who contacted me outside of school and came to my graduation party from um at Auburn. Uh, oh, wow. from Auburn. And when I and even went out with me to the zoo at one point, um <laughs> a few times. So that was pretty nice. And the staff and teachers there were amazing. Yeah. They were awesome and I enjoyed Love them it. so much. Um, in terms of my family, I love, of course, you know, I love my mom. Oh, yeah. Uh, grandma, all my cousins who embrace my differences. And when I'm at family gatherings, everyone is accommodating and allows me to be myself. Um, I even have a special cousin who's kind of like my second mom. And every time we have Thanksgiving, 
he always sets up my favorite foods. Like, oh. I love my mac and cheese. I want my ham. Yes. I my rolls. I love it. She makes sure I have all that. And even though the house is packed with people, she always made sure that I had a safe place to go to when I felt overwhelmed and needed to recharge. That is acceptance. Um, I live a very simple life when mm -hmm. I'm around family, but I feel comfortable, loved, and accepted. So, Guys, I'm loving that, Kevin. I'm loving that. Can't, you can't beat that. You can't. You cannot. Then came my, um, my college years. So, um, as, so the audience should um, let them know that um, I did go to Auburn University, uh, graduated 2015, magna cum laude in chemical wow. engineering. I mean, chemical engineering. Um, I, lived in, I lived in the dorm for all four years, and I was just mainly focused on my studies. Mm -hmm. And um, I participated in a few programs where I mentored and tutored students in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um, they were aware that I was different, but never accepting. They were just cordial. Same thing with, with most of the professors. Um, mm -hmm. They were just cordial, but I was all right with that. I mean, I didn't really, you know, um, you know, was that into it. I was just in the books a lot. Right, and right. Then, um, at Georgia Tech, I lived in an apartment, and uh, I always had a roommate. Uh, I had my own room. That was very important. I, I needed my own room. But I did have a roommate, and they were nice. They were accommodating, but they didn't really accept. They weren't accepting, again, of who I was. Um, mm -hmm. There was one roommate, though, um, at the end uh, who actually made an effort to get me to, to interact with me, he actually made a, a small meal for me. It was oh, like wow. a spicy rice dish. He, 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 he's from India, so um, he actually um, um, cooked a little meal for me. And he also went to a trivia, um, like a civics trivia, presidents mm -hmm. as well. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. But um, other than that, though, like getting to know me or embrace my differences just wasn't really there. Uh, the PhD program was great. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I had two very supportive advisors who were not only aware, but very accepting of who I am. And I oh, think wow. that's absolutely key because I think if they were not accepting, mm -hmm. I don't think I would have done my PhD. Just oh, wow. no chance. They have done everything possible to help me succeed in the program. Uh, I went from, and this is so hard for me to do, to go from consuming knowledge, which I love to do. I mean, I read almanacs, books, textbooks. Oh, wow. They did on Jeopardy. I mean, you know about the Jeopardy thing. Yes, you like, were. Well, consuming knowledge to creating it, which is a really hard transition. But uh, my advisors um, wow. helped me to, uh, to get there. And I'm completing my thesis this year, and I'm actually preparing for my defense. I've come a long way thanks to those two and my mom, who's a number one cheerleader and who saw potential in me that I didn't see because I didn't think I would ever be able to create knowledge, but they helped me be able to. <laughs> and then my career, oh my goodness, my career, uh, job searches. Yeah, I was that one. I knew that that would be difficult for me uh, to network. Um and meet potential employers. The career fairs were absolute heck. 
It was just full of tape, like tables packed with hundreds of companies, yeah. peoples, people exchanging resumes, talking. It's just a mess. It was just in my mind, just a jumbled mess. And I and I just went to my mom and said, I can't do this, Maddie. I, I I can't do it. And she told me not to worry, and we would figure something out. Right. And then she came across a PhD program called oh. Disability In. And what they do is that they match you to companies who are disability friendly. Oh, and wow. They embrace your differences and what you can bring to the workplace. I got in and I was assigned a mentor uh, who was very accepting and wanted my experience to be comfortable. Um, that was three years ago in February. And he's uh -huh. still in my life as my mentor today. Um, then later, uh, I did about 10 informational interviews that were okay. very difficult to get through because they were aware of my challenges. I disclosed what my mom said. We, we are transparent from the get-go. Right. Uh, but they weren't accepting of them or me, so it made it really difficult. Uh, and I was uncomfortable until I applied to one tech company that I never would have imagined I would get into that was more interested in my qualities and skills than me being on the autism spectrum. They not wow. only were aware, wow. but they accepted it and went past that. They went the extra mile to do that. Uh, I was transparent because I wanted to do well in the interviews. I wanted them to see what kind of person I was, what kind of pat, uh, like passionate in the work that I was going to do, the skills right. I'm able to bring. Um, and I didn't want to work for anyone that was not accepting of me. That, that just wasn't going to happen. That's just something that you can't you can't um, compromise on. You can't right. settle for that. Um, the manager is fan is great, and I received an offer for a position as a data scientist. What? And I accepted it, and I wanted to be somewhere I could be myself and be accepted. Congratulations, man. Thank you. So my reliability, dependability, accuracy, persistence, attention to detail, my rote memory, technical knowledge, uh, procedures, routines, wow. uh, probability and statistics, coding, all of that, identifying patterns and sequences, Jeez. all of those skills sealed the deal for me. And they wanted me yeah. to be on their team, and I'm excited about that opportunity. So I, so that's about it. That's a little bit about my life. But to conclude, I just want the audience to know um, just – don't settle just for anything. Um, oh wow! Like have some like have someone be accepting of you. Find people who are accepting of you. Exactly. Uh, find a job. Find somewhere where colleagues, managers, your boss are accepting of you. Otherwise, it won't work. Especially for someone under the on on the autism spectrum, such as myself. So that's kind of the message that I got from that I learned throughout all my throughout my journey with with my life. Kev, Kev, man, Kevin, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> first of all, congratulations. Ooh. As a data scientist, congratulations. You know, you, you. People nowadays, uh, uh, Kevin, they're trying to go to school Great. and learn half of what you know how to do. Half. Dude, Absolutely, congratulations to you for that. Those, those are some huge accomplishments, uh, my friend. Uh, 
huge accomplishments, not to be taken lightly. Miss Loretta, what you going to do with him? My goodness. I'm just sitting here. I'm about to get emotional. After I know. What, what are you going to do after with everything him? Everything he said. I'm just going to continue to love him, and I'm going to continue to support and um, like I told him, I, everything that he shared today, I asked his permission before you know we even began the uh, the interview or uh, process uh, of talking with you today. And um, and he said okay. And I know that this is not the most easiest thing to do uh, is speaking about his life. Right. And uh, man, I am just full right now because he did such a, a wonderful. Uh, job. Um, you know, he's not really that big of a talker, and those who are in our circle, uh, they know that. They know that Kelvin is really a man of few words, but um, he wanted to make sure that someone may be on that's listening, and he wanted to make sure that, you know, people who are uh, maybe in his, in his shoes, that, um, you know, Kelvin is um, the product of of success when you you embrace those differences and and and, wow. and, and it's a lifetime commitment and it's a journey and uh, we still have our moments and we still go through a lot together mm. but at the end of the day you ask me what I'm gonna do with him I'm just gonna continue to love him and continue to focus him on uh, you know more independence with his life skills and things of that nature because I want Kelvin to continue to go on and on and on and, and be okay. You know, whether I'm here or not, I, we talked about this recently, you know, I want him to have the, the, the basic skills to, to be able to continue to live and to live on his own, just like he did in college um, and just like he did at Georgia Tech um, in his PhD program. Guys, listen, I don't know, uh, you know, everybody that's listening, if you don't know somebody on on the spectrum, I guarantee you, you know somebody that knows somebody that does. It's one no, in and forty four people, guys. So that means you certainly will. Uh, what I hear when I hear Kelvin's story, and and I can't and you, his thing, you can't separate his story from Miss Larita's story because they go hand in hand, guys. So <laughs> you can't separate one from the other. When I listen to the story of you guys. Here's what I hear, Kev. I hear your mom, I hear you're completely determined and you're dedicated to that you just weren't going to quit. You weren't going to give up. You saw this thing through. You said, listen, there is something greater on the other side of my challenge. And there is something greater on the other side of my challenge. My Listen, what we're looking to see is on the other side of the challenge. I'm not going to preach, guys, but I'm just going to say it. It's on the other side of what you're facing. It's on the other side of what you don't want to face. It's on the other side of your frustration. It's on the other side of your letdown. It's on the other side of your heartache, your disappointment. Here's proof. Here's proof, guys. It's yes. on the other side. If you can hold out a little bit longer and see the other side, you will amaze yourself. Kelvin said, I had no idea, man. Maybe this tech company would even call me. He made it yes. to the other side. Kevin, when I hear you speak, what I hear, Kevin, is this. I found my table where I belong, <laughs> and I'm pulling up my chair. You know, you may not belong at every table, Kevin. I don't belong at every table. But you were able to find where you belong and pull up a chair. They may be looking for you someplace else. 
But you got to sit at the table, bro. You got to sit at the table. You found where you belong and you pulled up a chair. Here, here's the fact. Wherever we belong, there will always be room. The company yes. made room for you because that's where you belong. Yeah. That's where you belong. And a lot of times we want, as people, we want to be at everybody's table and sit everywhere else. We have to find where we belong. And talking about acceptance, you have to find where you belong because where you belong is where they accept you. Yes. We always want different people or certain people to accept us. Find where you belong because where you belong is where they accept you. The person down the street may not, but find your seat and that's where you belong. Guys, I, I'm going to say this because I know we got to get out of here. And guys, I'm going to leave some questions because if you have questions, give me about three minutes and then we'll open up for questions. Uh, Miss Lorita or, or Kelvin, either one of you guys, I'm going to throw this at you guys. If you guys had something to say, uh, if you could say anything to somebody who's watching or listening that was kind of in that place of struggling with things like you guys were and overcame it, what could you guys say to encourage them? Yeah. So the first thing that I would say to the audience is to consider looking at autism not as a negative thing, a negative disorder that needs to be fixed because you're not going to fix that and you don't want to because it's special it's but you want to view it as a positive superpower i like that, that you have gifts like and that. strengths within you you just need to find them mom mm. helped me nurture my mm. my gifts were in math and science and trivia mom nurtured that getting through jeopardy getting through quiz bowls spelling bees school i loved it wow. all reading I mean, read Cat in the Hat. I, I like to read. Just, <laughs> just nurture that. So find your gift. Nurture your gifts and your talents. Number, the second thing is to be authentic to yourself and be true to who you are. Because you're not going to be man. happy otherwise. And if that path doesn't – and that path is, may or may not lead you to popularity. And if it doesn't, don't worry about it. It's overrated anyway. It's Oh, okay. man. It's Okay. And for those who want to be engaged with friends, choose them very carefully. Uh, pick only those friends who will accept you. And I believe the friends that I have, back I mentioned my um, previous girlfriend and, and uh, friends I met in high school, they accepted me. I believe they do accept me. Um, so pick them and you'll be better off for it. And I guess my final thoughts, um, you know, we can raise awareness and promote acceptance in April, but mm -hmm. more importantly, we need to support all year. Um, what are some of the things that you can do and take with you to promote inclusiveness and understanding? Um, talk to people who have autism to understand their perspectives. Absolutely. Um, of course, with their permission. Um, Get involved in an autism organization. Um, I mean, if you just put in Autism Alabama, just a wealth of information comes up, or Autism Speaks, or contact a Glenwood and volunteer, or Mitchell's Place. Uh, these are all organizations where, and some of these are residential facilities. Um, recruit a person with autism to speak at your event, or at a church, oh, wow. or at a school, 
or at an in-service. Uh, these are actionable things that you can do. Uh, there are great books about autism mm -hmm. for young children. I think we need to really start young, uh, really speaking about acceptance. Um, exactly. exactly. And they have books for adolescents and adults as well. Make friends with a person with autism, surely. Whether you're on your job or in corporate America or in a school or wherever you are, if you someone's gonna know someone, it's one in forty-four. So there exactly. may be little Johnny, there may be a Johnny or someone at a at a workplace, and you may know and be aware that he's different or she's different, but you haven't taken that step to just find out. You'll be amazed. They are incredible people. They I mean, Kelvin has just taught me so much. You know, you just have to take that step. And then become an advocate. If I have parents that are in the audience today uh, and you have a child, whatever the issue is, the disability is, be an right. advocate for that child. Absolutely. Be accepting of that child. Um, be proud. You know, I don't look at Kelvin like, you know, when we left the office, I didn't say, oh, uh, I need to hide this. What I said, I need to shout it from the rooftops. And Absolutely. That he grew up feeling a sense of normalcy. You know, even though the world may not understand him, um, he still felt a sense of normalcy. So I say become Absolutely. an advocate as well. And um, I guess the last thing I would say is I hope that um, everyone here received some aha moments, and I hope that you have some good information that you can take back to your communities. Absolutely, guys. Listen, we're gonna get ready to get out here in a few minutes. Got a quick question. If you if you have any questions for either Kelvin or Loria, go ahead and throw your questions in chat real quick. Uh, throw your questions, and I'm pretty sure if if it's too crazy, they'll let you know. <laughs> but guys, if you have any questions. Before we get out of here, uh, go ahead and throw some questions in chat, like how long they've been doing this, or better yet, Miss Loretta, as they're getting their questions together. Yes, I noticed you guys got something pretty special going on uh, with your with your business. I know you guys got some pretty good special <laughs> going on at KL Speaks LLC. As yes. you see, the information is right there on the screen. Ninety-one fifty <laughs> Parkway East, Suite two hundred, here in Birmingham, Alabama. Guys, while they're getting their questions together. Tell them what you guys got special going on. Yes, um, for the month of April and Autism Acceptance Month, all of our services are going to be 20% um, off, and that's through uh, April 30th. Um, Kelvin uh, will talk a little bit about his service with academic coaching, uh, but I've also began a program, um, and it's really considered parent coaching. My background is I have over 25 years of experience in, uh, in social work. And, of course, I've got 29 years of experience in, in raising <laughs> Kelvin. So uh, as it relates to parenting, um, yeah, I think I, I pretty well versed um, in that area. And in the parenting program, it's really, really simple. Uh, the only thing that I ask is for a short consultation, which is free. Um, we'll talk maybe five to ten minutes to see if we'll be a good match. And what I do is I offer strategies and tools that works for me, and I also make connections to resources for parents who may need uh, ABA therapy or who may need counseling. Wow. So wow. I have those resources. A lot of times you can go online and find thousands upon thousands of resources, but a lot of times 
it is difficult for parents to be able to navigate those services or they just don't feel comfortable. Um, I've had parents, I've had a parent phone me and the only thing that she needed from me was a listening ear and she needed to vent mm -hmm. and she needed to cry and she needed to get these emotions out so that she could begin to have more self-care for, for herself so that she could be better for her children. So uh, it runs the gamut with me, but I feel that what makes my parenting program unique is that I've lived it as, and I come from a parenting perspective. Um, I can help you navigate as you, you know, if you need other professional services. And um, I'm real excited about, uh, about the parent program. What I like to think about is it, think about it is like this. You know, I want to teach the parent to fish. You know, I can I can show you all day, but I want to I wanted a program where you can have an action plan made and right. we can spend an hour discussing that action plan and you can actually write down your goals and objectives and work towards them because this is a lifelong journey. Um, the other thing before I let Kelvin talk about his academic coaching is that um, we are open for speaking engagements and bookings. Um, and what we do as a team is similar to what we're doing with you right now, but we also do um, webinars. Um, we can be on panels um, and anything, any setting um, where we can spread our story and, um, and our knowledge. So I'm going to turn it over to Kelvin now about his academic coaching. Yeah, yeah Kelvin, tell us a little bit about your academic coaching. Then we have a question in chat. So go ahead, Kelvin. All right. So my academic coaching services are quite unique. So, um, as, so at Georgia Tech, I was under the Tech to Teaching program, and I went under, um, you know, intense, you know, boot camp of – of teaching uh, fundamentals and psychology and things like that. So I am certified as a, um, a, a, as a teacher and I have a huge passion for teach, for tutoring students, but not only that, but to help them deal with their executive functioning. I can imagine when I'm in, you know, in their position in school, and I had heart, and you may have a hard time understanding what a teacher is right, saying, right, or maybe right. the teacher is doing a very, you know, it's also maybe doing a good, trying to do the best job they can to get Correct. through this soon, but can't. Um, what I try to do is to make the complex simple. Cool. I want to break it down into the basics and then build it back up. That's really what I want to do in terms of not only just tutoring, but also just studying, st study skills. Right. Um, well, how can you best retain knowledge? Sit in the, sit in the front of the class. Um, that helps better retain information. So in the back of the class, um, not just highlight stuff, um, actually actively engage with the text. Do a lot of problems. Uh, find patterns. There's patterns in, um, in STEM, in, in mathematics. Um, mm. And even in grammar and vocab and spelling and science. Exactly, exactly. This, and I want to help unlock that for them. So my, so that, so that's really where my services come from. Is I basically sit with um, a child, a client. Um, I ha I converse with them. You know, get to know them. Uh, figure out <laughs> what their gifts are. I want to be able like to make that. it a I strength, like a strength based. Right, um, right. 
you know, service. I want to be able not just be just another tutor for them. I want to correct, be correct more than that. And um, that's why I like to, you know, get to know them. Like, you know, where are their issues lying so I can figure out how to best diagnose what the best course of action is and how to address what they're having issues with in a subject and how to retain this knowledge. So that's really where my skills come in. I already have a client already, um, and, we, and we're doing a pretty good job of that. So, You want to um, name your subjects? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so the subjects that I mainly teach are um, algebra, geometry, trigonometry, oh, wow. uh, calculus, um, you know, phys chemistry, physics, statistics, probability, spelling, vocab, oh, wow. grammar. I can do, I, I can run the gamut. Um, also, I also help with even ACT prep, especially in uh, math and okay. language arts and science. So um, I'm there for you. If you need my help, I, um, I have a passion for this stuff. I love to, I love teaching. I love to get the light bulb off in their heads. Um, even when I did my volunteer teaching and lecturing, uh -huh. that's what I've done. And I, and ever since I've done that, it was just a thing for me. I know I chose data scientists, which I think was better, but I do teaching on the side, and I love it. So, yeah. He, he has teaching in his blood is what I hear. So, guys, we got a question in chat. This is from another teacher, by the way. Mm. I know you, Kayla, remember? <laughs> yeah, we know her. We know her. So here's a question. Uh, she says, Lorita, were you ever at a point – where you questioned you up unbridging of Kelvin's future upbringing his up his upbringing sorry about that Kelvin's where future. you questioned his upbringing of Kelvin's oh. future were, were you ever oh, questioned okay. his uh, um, upbringing yeah I I uh, I hope that I'm 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 understanding the question right Kayla um yeah of course I'm I'm human and and it was tough and and it's and it still can be tough because. I never questioned his gifts, and I never questioned my ability to um, to find the supports that he needed. But where I do question, and still now, uh, is his future. And when I say his future, I know that you know financially he's gonna be fine, and I know that as far as his career. He's going to be fulfilled because he's going to be a part of a company that embraces him. Awesome. But when it comes to the, uh, the next few years, let's say the next five or ten years, and looking at him um, independently on his own, um, he did great at Auburn and Georgia Tech. That's a contained setting. The apartment right. he was in was on campus, so he had all of the supports. For, from the school for that, but actually stepping out, being on his own, um, living his life, uh, making good decisions. Right, but right. one thing I want to encourage the audience in is that, you know, once they grow up, you gotta, the, the key to preparation, the key is preparation. So you gotta have a plan in place so that they have an opportunity go. to be successful. So there when you, you ask the question, did I ever question it? Of course, I I did. Mm -hmm. I did. I had to, but I had to come up with a plan so that 
I've taught him how to take care of himself. I've taught him the basic skills of taking care of a house and the responsibilities of that and, and, and cooking and cleaning and just basics that we take for granted. Um, you know, just putting a wheel in place and, and just all of the things that you have to have. I even have key people. You know, God forbid something happened to me that he will, he's able to go to when he needs that bridge connected in the world and he has questions about business or whatever in his life. Right. Uh, set up those those um, situations so that uh, everything will be all right and that he'll be comfortable and be at peace. So the key point, thank you for that question, a very, very good question because it's just so much at some point you can do but at, at, at the next point, that's why I always pushed Kelvin out there, a perfect example. Statistically, yeah. it was said that because of the nuances of driving, that Kelvin right. can never get right. a license. Because people with autism that's on the road, they're not able to make decisions. Well, Kelvin got his license at 16. And he's not ashamed. To say it took three times, but we did it. <laughs> you know? And um, he did it. And those, that is what I'm trying, the message that I'm trying to get out is that you know with planning yes i believe kelvin's future is 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 great you know but at the same time i would love to see more not awareness but more acceptance acceptance more acceptance and inclusion inclusion um the other thing uh, before we go travis is you know i've done a lot of research mm -hmm. and there are a lot of um business i believe i read something with Randall Wood, I believe that they have, I don't know if which building is more sensory friendly now, but I don't know if it was a school or it was some business or something. I'm not quite sure. Somebody might can help me with that, but that they made um, a sensory room for kids who were maybe having a meltdown or being over, they needed to recharge, they had a place to go. There are now parks being built specifically for that are autism friendly. Um, a lot of businesses now, their policies and procedures are changing. Um, uh, one, of, uh, one thing that happened with Kelvin in Georgia Tech is, you know, the, the manner in which um, he did his quals. And quals is a qualifying um, presentation that you do to even be able to become a PhD. You know, you well, let me see how I can put it. Well, you get accepted into a PhD program, but then you have to prove that you you have the that you earn ability it. to stay, right, to be able right. to stay. And that, I mean, my son was like a deer in headlights. You know, he's standing up in front of these professors, and they're just shooting these questions, and and he's got to think on the spot and do all of this thing. And what what uh, happened is we we went through the disabilities office, and there was a way where you didn't compromise what Kelvin had to present. But it right. was just presented in a different way where he could receive Absolutely. questions in an email. I mean, it could be something as simple as that. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to doing some work with um, with uh, some colleges and dealing with transition with uh, kids who are graduating and want to go to college, whether it's vocational or whether it's a four-year institution. This is an untapped pool of talent right here. And he's just one of many. So I'm just, as you can see, I'm on fire tonight, and I, I am just um, thankful for this opportunity. Travis, I feel like we're family. You've made this setting so wonderful for us, and we just appreciate you. Guys, listen, don't worry about that. Listen, you know whenever you come on the show, I'm always going to treat you like family because you are. Uh, 
Guys, you guys have not don't know that we know some of the same people. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> yes, we do. Small world. Small, <laughs> small world. Guys, uh, I'm excited about what you're doing. Kelvin, congratulations, yeah. man. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on, man. I mean, you you are a success story. And what you're you're kind of like this, Kevin. I look at you kind of like that light that's hanging down. When it's kind of dark, when people are going through those dark moments or on the on the spectrum or whatever it is, they're going through different things, and they can look and say, "There is a light at the end of this tunnel." And all of us—I'm not going to preach—but all of us have been in situations where it just seemed dark. We just didn't see a way out. We yes. didn't see it. there was any. It's just hopeless, literally hopeless. And Kelvin, I, I really believe that God allows you to do this so you can become a light to other people. Yes. But regardless of what the situation was, yes. you showed everybody, Kelvin, that there is room around the table for them as well. You don't have to sit at the head of the table. There's more room around the table than <laughs> there is at the head of the table. All you got to do is find your place and pull up a seat. And what Kevin has done, guys, he's pulled up his seat. And what, no matter where you may be looking for him, you better find him around the table because that's where he is. Guys, listen, I'm not going to hold you long, but you know how I got to do before we get out of here. Otherwise, <laughs> somebody's going to say something to me. So here we go. Oh. oh, there we go. You know what time it is. Guys, before we get out of here, I want to thank my very special guest, Calvin and Loretta Smith of KL Speaks LLC, right here in Birmingham, Alabama. Guys, I'm so glad they joined us. So glad you're here. You can tune in each week, every Thursday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for your very next episode of TMG with me, your host, Travis Patton Sr., or... You can stream on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so many more. Guys, we got to get out of here. We know you love yeah. us, so we're going to say peace. And if always, in starting, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. Peace, y'all.